following podcast has been brought to you by Under the weather, so don't mind me if you hear me uh, sniffling and sneezing on the side over here. Yeah, yeah. it's been it's been a it's long, been that week. <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah. Sorry if you missed us yesterday, man. We were like dead. He was working and I was legit like in bed, like I couldn't get up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna die here. Just <laughs> I'm, I'm like fucked. I'm so heavy heavily medicated right now, like. I'm late. <laughs> like, it's all these goddamn... Yo, you got to take all your medicine when you're sick, man. Yeah. It's the only way you don't get good. Take your medicine and chill the hell out. Yeah, Lay rest, down. Nigga, rest. Sleep. Do what you got to do. My mom don't believe in rest because she, she ain't been giving me no rest. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. We need to get all the goddamn gimmicks. Yeah. I, I see the door is good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she got pit. Yo, she, if you knew what I had to go through. <laughs> <sighs> Shall we hit him with the gimmick? Hit him with the gimmick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Ramomania brings to you. It's, it's me. One half of the greatest podcasters in the world, TJ the Great. Damn right. And me, the other half of the greatest podcasters in the world, the Angel of Death 6XL. Let's get on with the show, mate. Yeah, because we gotta we gotta do it a bridge style. Tonight. Yeah, we're doing a bridge because shit, nigga, we didn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah, no chance at all. You've got. Let us begin. <laughs> Monday Night Raw from San Diego, California. It was Monday Night Rollins this week, Michael. <laughs> Seth Rollins opens up the show. He comes down to the ring. He. They did the burn it down. Thing like four times, way too many times. <laughs> they didn't have to do it that many times. Yeah, like it made absolutely no sense. I that uh, the, the things not making sense is going to be like the theme of this show. The entire show, man. <laughs> Craziest thing too, when it comes to the burn it down, they weren't properly on beat. Yeah, they they were yeah. random as fuck. Like you and I are musicians. It literally sounded like Kevin Dunn was in the back with his finger on the button and just burn it down, burn it, burn it down, burn it down. It was dumb. It was dumb. Burn, it, burn it down. So <laughs> Seth he comes to the ring. Yeah, 
gets cheap pop. He's like, "Yo, burn it down." Yeah, that's gonna be my that's gonna be my war chant for tonight. Yeah, that's yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, been wrapped up in this thing with Dean Ambrose and everything, and but I I haven't been able to make my thoughts clear about. What's going on on this show in the state of how it's being run? So, Baron Corbin, you come down here right now because you need to hear me say this. Yeah, because the past few weeks he's been dealing with D. Yeah. So, Corbin comes on down to the ring. He's like, Seth, if you want to talk, we can do it in private. But Rollins is like, shut your mouth. Yeah, he's like, just go to, just go to, your, go to, go to my office and, well, that's later. Yeah. So, Rollins is like, listen, under your leadership... He, he, he used leadership in air quotes because, yeah. He says, you know, Monday Night Raw has sucked. It's And he basically runs down many of the actual structural non-kayfabe problems with Raw. He this even asks stupid. him what the Lucha House rules are. Like, what are, what are what is even that, the Lucha House rules? Gee, I don't... He, he took the side of out-and-out out heels. Yeah, he's like, the Revival are an amazing tag team, and you've got them with Lucha House Rules. First of all, why is the top babyface saying this about a mid-card heel tag team? What? <laughs> what? Also, maybe ask the actual bookers, because even the commentators have said, Baron Corbin has nothing to do with the Lucha House Rules. Yeah, not just that. Here's the weird thing, right? If you're going, like, legit kayfabe, and you're trying to, like, really go kayfabe with it, Blame Steph. Right? Right? Now, if you're trying to go a little more real with it, just blame Vince, motherfucker. It's all him. It goes to him at the end of the day. Everybody knows this. It's not a secret. He's the majority owner of the company. And he's the freaking... He's the boss, man. He's the boss, man. Like, at the end of the day, it all goes to Vince. If Vince says no, it's no. So he's the one approving this shit. You got a problem. You got a problem with Vince. It's almost like Vince took a vacation day. And everybody who knew what was wrong with the show was like, yo, just blast. But it doesn't make sense if I say this. Yo, it doesn't matter. Our ratings were super low last week. Just talk all the shit about the show. Maybe that'll make people like it again. No, the idea was you see all this thing that everybody's saying on the Internet, all these things. What you're going to do is you're going to take all these, right? And we're going to take a little thing called heat transference and move all that shit onto Baron Corbin. Blame Corbin for every fucking thing. Blame Corbin. He he also rags on Corbin. He's like, maybe we'll have more urination segments. And it's like, he doesn't write the fucking show. Not only that. Let's Why look are at, you exposing the fact that somebody writes the show? Let's look at this in kayfabe. Yeah, there's no kayfabe here. There's no kayfabe. But That's if we if we were to look at this in kayfabe, yeah. yeah, Baron Corbin has nothing to do with Drake Maverick just deciding to pee, pee on, on shit. Him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to go kayfabe, this is not the way. Yeah. You don't bring this up like it's his fault that Drake Maverick is peeing on shit. No. It's not like Baron Corbin is like, hey, Drake, you know what you should do? You should piss yourself. Then you should piss on this robe. That would be great. And I'll give you camera time and all. No, that's not his. That's not what Baron Corbin does as the general manager. That is fucking stupid. He just makes matches. Unfair matches in favor of the heels, but he just makes matches. 
That should be the that and uh, all right. You want to say the ratings or whatever shit like that. That all right to an extent, but no. it's like go ahead, go ahead. It's like everything else. That's not kayfabe. Yeah, and you also just it out the window. The dumbest thing you can possibly do as a wrestling show is say our ratings are down, our attendance is down. See, the show see, is terrible. But they're going, they're going to Fox, so they're just like. Okay, rag on this entire fucking channel. They're trying to pull a point, <laughs> but it's not even the channel. They're they're they're, they're saying, "Oh, our ratings it's are us. down." Yeah, it's yeah, us. It's yeah. us. It's, uh, ooh. Ooh. You know, you know what company used to go out and say, "Oh, our show sucks now. We gotta oh, fix WCW this." WCW. WCW. You know where WCW at. is now? They're you fucking dead. You bought them. So explain this to me now. When Sinclair buys your. <laughs> This is gonna be on their greatest hits DVD. We're already <laughs> we're already taking two. Yeah, go go. He he go, go. he gets mad at Corbin for giving the title the universal title to Brock Lesnar, which fuck. He didn't give Brock the title. Brock won he, it in a match. No, no, he no, interfered. No, yeah, 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 he yeah, interfered. Yeah. But so what? Brock won the match. The match he was owed because as the champion beforehand, he has a rematch clause. Fuck all this lame ass wannabe shoot promo bullshit. It's fucking sucked. So after Seth poorly plays the role of the fans. I I I second that notion. Corbin poorly plays the role of Vince McMahon and he's just like, well, you can file an under. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn what you think. I don't give a damn what these fans think. This is my show. All right. That's fine. Fine, Vince. This is your show. Because forget Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins. This is you, Vince McMahon. This show... Is for Corbin is is for McMahon's entertainment only. Yeah, this is for him to have shits and giggles and laughs and smile and watch a show. Because you know what, it, it sounds fucked up, but this is, has this has been my newest fan theory. Vince knows he's he doesn't got a lot a lot left in his life. In his life, and he's like, you know what, fuck it, let me enjoy my product. Let me have fun and run shit the way I want to run shit. Then when I'm gone, Paul can do whatever the fuck he wants and you guys can have all your shit. But till then, let me enjoy my shit. Enjoy it in peace, Vince, and enjoy it alone as the ratings continue to go down, yep. down, yep. down. But that's like my... Because I've been trying to figure this shit out because like this shit just feels like fucking self-sabotage every time I watch the shows. Well, hey. All right. So he cuts this promo. That's it. The very next segment. After talking about the show is bad. You need to fix the show because you're doing stupid shit on it all the time. The very next thing they do is a three on two handicap match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. AOP and Drake Maverick versus Gloriously Gable. Wait. Before we get on to the negative, let's talk about the positive. They have matching gear now. The gear is fucking low. It's great. It's great. When they came out and did the fucking matching entrance, I fucking cried. It was so funny that I literally recorded it while it was happening. Laughed my ass off the entire time and sent it to this man. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are great. I would have never fucking figured. 
I love when Rude is like at the bottom. Yeah. And he does it. Glorious. And Gabe, yeah. you just see Gable in the background like a little die. He's yeah. like, yeah, he does it too. <laughs> they do it damn near like perfect. Yeah. It was like one wave motion. It was it, it was, was really hilarious. Good. It 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 was fun. It's like Bobby goes and then Gable goes and it's like foo foo foo. Yeah. And then the screen. <laughs> it was it, it was really fun. Uh and then you know when when I saw the trunks and then he got the studded headband. His headband is even studded. Like <laughs> That was the, them coming out is pretty much where the good begins and ends. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, the ending I, I wasn't too mad at just because it's them, and I, I want them to have that. It. I don't know. I don't know. I'll explain. So, like know. the first of all, yeah. real quick, because I'm I'm a fly through this shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fly. I fucking thought Corbin said if they lost last week, they don't get another title shot. He Facts. said that, right? Facts. He was like, I'll give you Facts. one more shot. And they lost. Yes, Baron Corbin cheated. But that begs the question of how they got the match. I'm trying to inject logic into this show. See, if they actually like and sat down and like explain, like if they, something as simple as like Stephanie goes, no, they, they need a rematch. You did them dirty last week. That's it. Like, t- tell me that wouldn't have just like. Yeah, that would be perfect. They yeah. had segments like months ago of him on yeah, the phone yeah. with Steph yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, Steph, I'll do this. Yeah, Steph, I'll do this. Why don't you do that again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Steph, you sure you want to give him a title shot? Okay, I'll give him a title shot. That's Bye. it. Yeah. That's it. And then that even that, that little tiny bit would have just fixed that entire segment. Yeah. But no, fuck the logic. Vince McMahon thinks we forget everything. Vince McMahon thinks we've all, we're all on the marijuana pills. <laughs> Damn millennials! They're tweeting and on their on their drugs. That that's how Vince thinks. Like we're all on our on our pills and. Well, I'm I'm right now on fucking you know, antibiotics and things, but that's yeah. because I'm sick. Yeah. He, he thinks we're on like loopy pills. Yeah. Like we're all on Molly. Yeah. And and, and, <sighs> and even then, like you'd still remember how bad this fucking show was. Uh, so but see, here's the thing. It was. It was too weird for me to call the show. It was just weird. Continue on the weirdness. Yeah. Explain to them. So, all right, this match. Baby faces come back. They hip toss, they double hip toss Drake over the top on AOP. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Bobby Roode gets the hot tag. He runs wild on Akum. They cut him off. They go for the super collider. Then they hit Gable with the finish. They tag in Drake. He's gonna go pin Rude, but Rude rolls him up. And then they win. Gable and Rude are tag champions. Now you you kind of like really shit on this, but like there's a little spot that I found when they did the super collider. Yeah. And they were about to bring down Gable and Gable was like, no, no. I was like, Gable looks in this entire thing always like he's fucking way too smart to be in this tag team. Chad Gable is a very good wrestler. Like every time you see him like in these matches at the end of the match, Gable just looks way too smart of a fucking wrestler to be in a tag team. He should be on his own. But again, they probably wouldn't do anything with anyone. They're not doing sh- basically damn near shit with half their roster. And they're wi- AJ Styles, bro. If you want to know. A- AJ Styles, bro. If you want to know. Nakamura, bro. Nakamura. If you want to know how WWE would use <laughs> like 
great wrestlers from the past in today's environment. Chad Gable is how they would use Kurt Angle today. Yep. That's it. Great charisma, great in-ring performer. Let's do jack shit with him. Kenta's on 205 Live. Great show, but it's it's the C show. It's the show that like has the least exposure of all the main roster shows. Yeah. And you got Kenta. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Tony Nese versus Apollo Cruz. Book it. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing with this roster. You can do like anyone versus anyone because this roster is so talented and it should conceivably be good. Yeah. Like you could pull two names out of a hat on this roster and it'd be like, oh, yeah, that'll probably be pretty good. Yeah. But they don't. Let's go on. Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that. So, yeah, we get a recap of Drew and Dolph from last week. Natty comes down to the ring. We go to a commercial. We come back. Charlie Caruso interviews our new tag team champions. Rude's like, you know, hasn't been a lot of hope around here lately, but after everything we fought for, this is why we came together. And we've overcome it. And we're now tag team champions. And Gable's like, you know, if you thought we'd have won the tag titles by pinning Drake Maverick, it would be like, you're crazy. But we did it. Here's the thing. I get it. I get it too. Yeah. I don't. I still don't like it. Yeah, we don't like it. But I get it. But I don't like it. They're not gonna. um... (laughs) They're not gonna take AOP and have them lose to Bobby and Gable, who are roughly a brand new tag team, and have been losing pretty much. It hit, I don't know. You feel me? So they, they had to give the L to Drake Maverick. And I don't like it, but I get it. There's a thousand better ways to... to, they, to there to is. Things. There is. But this is... That was their logic. I know. I know. And their logic sucks. Yep. Which is why I usually lose these uh, prediction bullshits. Yeah. Not when it's NXT and shit. Natty's in the ring. She's got a mic. Talks about her love for WWE and how Ruby Riot loves nothing. She made things personal when she broke her father, Jim the Anvil, Nineheart's sunglasses. So no, no one cared. Yeah, I'm dedicating this match Sunday to my father. When she started crying a bit, then the crowd was all like, damn. Yeah. So when Ruby did come out, they were just like, boo. Yeah, they got some heat. Yeah. The Riot Squad comes out. They have a table. It's covered, but you can clearly see like, the legs and shit. It's a table. Yeah. So Ruby. And they said. Yeah. It's a table. Yeah. They came out here with a table. Yeah. Ruby says, you know, Natty, you don't represent the hearts. In fact, you're a disgrace to them. So then she pulls off the cover, and it's a picture of Jim Neidhart on it. <sighs> Ruby's like, a TLC, you and your father, after I put you through this table, you're going to be closer than ever. Gross. You know, people told me this show was good. This shit made me cringe. People told me the show was good. This is why I don't trust people. See, this show was just weird. 
Like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, the, my God, this is the worst rock. Because we had that, like, two weeks ago. This one was just weird. Like, everything just felt like... It, it didn't feel like... I don't know. Like, it just... It didn't feel like Vince. It didn't feel like anybody that usually writes. It just... It, it just felt weird. It was... Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. They like they let Road Dog just do this on his own. Like I don't fucking. This know. was weird. Bro. I don't fucking care. And That's... even if it was like who, how did this, how did this make it to air? This was weird. Go ahead. I don't know. So Charlie Caruso, she interviews Drew in the ring about you know challenging Dolph again. And Drew's like, you know, he does the whole, I'm the only real man, blah, blah, blah. He did have a couple lines in it. He was like, no one goes undefeated forever. Andre yeah, didn't go yeah, undefeated. Yeah, Undertaker, yeah. his streak was broken. I like that because it protected I like that him. Part. Yeah, I like that part. It yeah. it explains, you know, just because yeah, like, you lose. That doesn't mean that's the end of your road. You got to keep fighting. Yeah. So he's like, I'm still, I'm still like the toughest guy here. No one's going to beat me again. So yeah, I'd like yeah. to see you try again, Dolph. And he's like, you know, I'm going to beat Finn at TLC. Interrupted by Dolph. I'm here to show the world. Spirit Squad. Come on. Spirit Squad. So Dolph comes in, headbutts him to start the match. Drew immediately takes control of it. Some big chops. Up top, he drops Dolph with a backpack driver for a 2.90. Pause. Did we skip the entire... Uh, oh, yeah. Dolph had a promo, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, we did skip that. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. The only notable thing is he goes... I'm not a bad guy. I mean, he's like, I'm not a good guy in this. Hey, I'm not a good guy. I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy. I'm, I'm Dolph Ziggler. And I'm mm. like... And I was like, okay. <sighs> what? You're a dude. What? Everyone on this roster is a dude. Here's the thing. You finally make him feel like he's starting to turn baby face. You're going to go do something with him. Then you have him come out here like... Oh no, they're not doing anything with me. Don't get don't get hyped. Just don't don't get your hopes up at all. They're again, they're just not doing anything with me. This is just Yeah, I have to go lose to fucking Drew now. Bye. Which, which you don't have to tell me, Dolph, because trust me, I know they're not doing shit with you, buddy. Like What? Why would you take away the little bit of heat that a wrestler has? Cause just, this is a bad show. <laughs> That's that's all I can think of at this point to justify why they do things. Because it's a bad show. Fucking <laughs> so it's like, like, what is this? <sighs> so at they, least they're consistent with the fact that they're bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> they go outside. Dolph post Drew again. The count out's on. Just like last week. But Drew makes it back in at 9.9er. Like, he got in that yeah, yeah, very yeah. last. Did I write that, too? I think I wrote that, too. What, 9.9? Yeah. You might have. Actually, that. I think you did. I'm pretty sure I did. Yep. There it is. I wrote 9.9. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dolph, he goes for a super kick, but collapses. So, Drew picks him up. Dolph shakes him away. Hits a zigzag for a 2.9. Dolph goes for a super kick. Drew counters with a mega Claymore. He gets the win. It was a good match. That fucking claymore blasted him with the claymore it's like the same intensity that randy orton has when he comes from out of nowhere legit and gives you an rko yeah not just when like michael cole saying it but like legit yeah it was like one of those but as a claymore kick yeah it's like he was coming out for the super kick before he can get his leg up to the proper angle to hit him with the super kick 
the claymore popped into place. How I have no idea how he was this quick. No, it's good shit. Yep. We got a recap of Heath Slater saving his career last week. And then we got Bailey versus the beautiful Alicia Fox. Oh, Alicia. I didn't get this at all. When like they didn't they didn't say they didn't announce this. You know this is getting skipped, right? Yeah. But they didn't announce <laughs> this. You feel me? Like Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, Sasha and Bailey are coming out here. And then yeah. I thought they were gonna do a thing with them. Yeah, with Dana and, and Alicia. Yeah. And I was like, Ma Jinder Mahal, like the Mahara I almost said. Maharaja? Yeah. Like, the like Maharaja? The Maharaja? What is the Maharaja doing? <laughs> what is the Maharaja doing here? Like, <laughs> but yeah. He <laughs> so he comes out and I'm like, yo, what the hell? What yeah. is this, man? Yeah, I'm like, what is this? Is this mixed match challenge? But there is no dude on the on the baby face side. Give it time. Yeah, but then. Yeah. All right, so let's go through this. <laughs> the things end up trying yeah. to interfere. So Apollo Crews runs out and he and Sasha. End up beating up the Singh brothers. Like Sasha does a meteora to yep. one off the thing. Yep. Apollo, yep. he hits one. Then they run off into a corner together. Yeah. So then Sasha, she runs up to Apollo. She's like, pick me up. Pick me up. And Apollo's like, what? Pick me up. Throw me at them. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yo, so I, he, I smacked the shit out of <laughs> Yeah, I saw it move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why did it move? <laughs> <laughs> when you're sick. <laughs> yeah. You don't have your coordination as well as you usually do. What the yeah. hell somebody sent us? Oh, yeah, that's 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 my baby girl texting me. Yeah, so Sasha's like, pick me up. So he picks her up, yeah. throws her at the Singh Brothers. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, throw me. And I'm <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And then the funniest thing is like, he sticks his finger. Because like when he picks her up, he grabs her thigh. Yeah. And then it's like when he's actually up there, like. Yeah. Cause when you when you're gonna throw someone, you want to balance them so you yeah. do it right. But it was, yeah, like his fingers were in there. Yeah, like it wasn't intentional, but yeah, it, it just looked. Yeah. yeah, like as a dude, like if you picked me up like that and your fingers were that deep, I'd I'd yeah. have a problem. Yeah, you, I'd I'd tell you some shit after the fucking. Yeah. And I dude, bet, what the your finger was yeah. up my ass, nigga. What but the I bet he probably do? felt uncomfortable as fuck about yeah. it too. Like he probably was like, yeah. "Yo, I'm so sorry." And yeah. It took a bump, my It took a dude. bump, son of a bitch. Oh, God, everything. Everything taking a, a bump. We're having a problem with our set here. <laughs> but Bailey, she hits the Bailey to Bailey for the win. The, yeah. the, the, the what? All right. Bailey Bailey to Bailey. Bailey to Bailey. And it was a nice looking Bailey to Bailey. Yeah. Alicia Fox sold the shit out of that. She said, baby girl, I got you. Yeah. Beautiful. Good shit. We got Charlie Caruso in the back. She interviews the maskless masked man, Bane. Also known as Dean Ambrose. Dean calls Seth, <laughs> Dean calls Seth a madman. He says he's rattled. So we're, so we're back to this. Dean trying to be like, I'm not the crazy one. While everyone is like, he's crazy. The, right. cra the craziest thing about this is that they ignored the entire fucking gimmick. Like, they just forgot that he was a germaphobe. Yeah. I guess they were like, I don't know. Just don't do. If you have a feeling that it's gonna be like very bad, just don't fucking do it. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh shit. So Charlie, she you knows she wants to talk about Roman. Dean's like, who cares? 
So then she's like, listen, I don't want to offend anybody, but I got to show this. And then she shows a video package of basically everything that happened with this storyline. Seth and Dean winning the titles, the, the Night of Roman's announcement, the shield breaking up, all of it, including Gotham's reckoning. So after that plays, Dean just looks at her. He, he has this angry look on his face and he just walks off. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Oh, basically, in in the video package, too, yeah. by the way, none of it. Not a doctor's visit, none of it. Hey. Hey. They, they just... Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I I'm forgot. pretty sure you forgot. I forgot. I don't forget how bad your show is, bro. Your show is awful. I don't have a choice. It, yeah, like, I have to watch this shit all three hours. Mind you, I was sick as a dog, bro. Like, I prayers. have none of your bullshit this week, WWE. <laughs> none of your bullshit. I ain't having none of it. Go. Yeah. So Elias, he does his usual thing, plays a song. Hello, I am Elias. I'm going to play a song. Who wants to walk with Elias? Interrupted by somebody. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Elias looks surprised when Lashley interrupts, which yeah. tickles me because he has literally never finished a performance without getting interrupted. Never. He always gets interrupted. The so funny, why is he so surprised? The funniest thing about that performance, right, is that when he started, it was a regular song. Yeah. And then he was like, but I can't stop forgetting about how much Bobby Lashley sucks. Yeah. And I was like, ah. <laughs> So our match, Elias versus Leo, Leo Rush. Rush. Wow. Your referee for this match, Heath Slater. Wow. How about that? What? Yeah. So you understand what I'm saying by like, I, I can't make heads or tails of this fucking show? See, but this was weird, but like, it, it, was, it wasn't that weird though. Like, it's weird in the sense of when you, when you p- p- place it like that, but story-wise, it makes sense. Heath Slater is a referee now. Yeah. He refereed this match. Yeah. A match between Elias, who's a very uh, big, strong man, not against Bobby Lashley, but against Leo Rush. All right, let's fly through this. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I got you. It, it, it's weird. But Leo, yeah, he tries awesome. to outspeed Elias. Elias destroys him. Lashley distracts him, allows Leo to take control. He hits a big handspring to Elias on the apron, sends him to the floor. In the ring, he hits a big spin kick. Elias comes back and hits a huge power bomb. It looks like he's going to win. But as Lashley interrupts, comes in for a DQ, and Slater's going to call it, but Lashley gets in his face. He's like, don't you do it. Don't call it. Presumably, he's like, you know, if you do it, then Corbin's going to fucking get you. Yeah. So Slater, he lets the match go on. So Leo gets Elias' guitar. Lashley hits him with it. That allows Leo to get the pin and the victory. I like this. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was no. just weird. Like, it, it's weird, but it, it gets heat on Lashley. It, yep, yep. It's fine. It did what it had to do. Yeah. So now it introduced that, okay, Heath, you know, he's going to be doing some weird shit because Baron sent them out there. Yeah. And then... It gets the point that Leo Rush and Bobby are dicks. Yeah. And then, you know, you want the good guys to win. In the back, Corbin meets a, you know, very upset Heath Slater. He's like, hey, what's wrong with you? Slater's like, I'm going home. I'm done. And Corbin's like, well, you can't go home. You got another match to ref. 
So we leave that there. Alexa Bliss comes down to the ring, followed by Nia Jackson. Tamina introduces them. Nia, she's like, I want to make a statement before anything. She's like, I'm going to win at TLC. Ronda, you've been getting knocked in the head in UFC. It must have screwed with your logic. She's like, this is the hand. She looks at her hand the whole time. Like, this is the hand that broke Becky Lynch's face. And this is the hand that will be holding the title when I break the myth of Ronda Rousey at TLC. And then she does scream again, mine! One thing that she did that I was like, I don't know why this, I don't know what it is, but usually when it's a, when it's like a dude, I'm like, okay. But like, it just felt weird when a, a female did it. What? I'm a 300 pound Samoan woman. I'm oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Why does this feel weird? Yeah. It's, is it because like WWE never did it before? That's that's partial part of what it is. They they they've I don't think they've ever had a woman, or if they have, it's very very rare that they'll have a woman stand in the ring and be like, "I weigh such and such," because a lot of the time they don't even say how much the women weigh. Yeah, it's like it just felt weird. It just yeah. didn't come off as like natural. Yeah, it just sounded like it's like I feel like she did her best. She put in the effort, but. Hey, listen, this this is just a weird promo. Given what this segment could have been, what I was expecting out of it. Yeah. This was fine. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But we talked about this. I, I felt like I thought it was going to be one of those last week promos. Yeah. Where like Alexa Bliss does the questionnaire bullshit. And I've had enough of that. I hate that. I don't like it at all. Don't show me that ever again. I wouldn't mind if you like just forgot that ever happened. Yeah. So that's that. Yep. Rhonda comes out. She's like, she walks down the ramp. She's like, you know what? I didn't come to talk. I came to fight. And she hits the ring. Heels are going to yes. attack her. Amber Moon runs down and makes the save. Yes, to all of this, by the way. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like, for the first time, Rhonda's not here smiling, signing autographs. She's like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to whip your ass. And then when the heels try to, instead of like waiting, when the heels went on it, boom, there goes your partner. Yeah. Clean. Baby faces have friends too. But then here's something stupid when the match starts. The match is Tamina versus Ember Moon. When the match starts, Ronda's just standing there. Like, is there a reason Ronda has suddenly decided to not kill Nia Jax apart from the fact that she was scripted to stand there for the match? I don't know. I guess she doesn't want to lose it for her friend. But she wouldn't. Oh, yeah, right. Because it's a one-on-one match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if she just beats up Nia. But that might cause, like, beef with the ref or some shit. She might get herself ejected, but not Naya. And then Naya could get the cheat on her. I don't know. Maybe. They didn't put that much thought into it. I know they didn't. Yeah. That's me, like, just actually thinking, like, oh, okay, how does this make sense? Okay, this is how this makes sense. Yeah. But they didn't put that much thought into it. Yeah, they just had her stand there because it's like, yeah. well, it's a match now. So everyone has to stand while the match happens. Yep. Ember hits, Ember hits a lucha arm drag, a shotgun kick to Tamina. Naya. I heard how you said Ember right Yeah. Ember. 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 <laughs> Ember. <laughs> Naya, Naya comes to her aid, but Rhonda gets in her face. Naya backs up. Yeah. Ember goes to the top, gets hit with a super kick from Tamina to the corner. Tamina follows up with a splash for two. Tamina grinds her waist in the ring. Ember tries to make a comeback, hits some strikes, a basement flatliner for a two count. She's off the ropes, gets power slam for a two count. Naya tries to interfere, but Rhonda sends her into the crowd. In the ring, Ember hits the Eclipse and wins the match. Ember in December. Ember. 
Michael Michael Cole, he says, <laughs> that's got to get some momentum going for Ronda Rousey heading into Survivor Series. What? Yeah, Ronda Rousey, not Ember Moon, the person who like actually just won a match just now. Ronda Rousey, she what? gets the momentum. How? Your friend won, so that's that's gonna make you happy. Yeah. What? Okay. 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 <laughs> Charlie backstage with Corbin. Tries in. She's like, ah, general manager Corbin. He's like, no, this is this this is his thing now. It's general manager elect. Elect. Right? Elect, right? Right. Right. He's like, you know, Seth has a match. He thinks he's Johnny Ace. Yeah. Johnny Ace out, out here always. People power. Remember how was it? He had like a whole gimmick uh, about I his name. I am John Laurinaitis, and I am the general manager of both Raw and SmackDown. You no, know, before that it was, I'm the general, what was it? The interim general manager. Oh, yeah, the interim general manager. Like, all this extra shit. Like, yeah. this is, Corbin thinks. Corbin wishes he was Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace was a fucking genius. I actually hated Johnny Ace. I loved, I hated him because, fuck him. But I loved him because he was. So, I was like, if anybody's meant to be a heel, is this motherfucker? Oh yeah, sure. But I like, was like, this I, guy. I was so tired of him after a while. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you were. But you know what happened though? They got rid of him, like ASAP, and then that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then whenever they, they brought him back, we loved it because it was like, oh, we only get him in short bursts. Cool. They they basically gave him a fucking. They gave CM Punk's feud with him to John Cena, and yep. that's a whole other yep. stupid thing. Charlie's like, Baron Corbin, you know, Seth has a match with Dean Ambrose in six days at TLC, and you're putting him in a TLC match tonight. Don't you think this is an abuse of power? It's like, first of all, Charlie, Seth challenged him. Yep. And Corbin, he was going to say no. He said no. He said no. And then Seth just called him a coward, like baby John Cena. Coward. Yeah, coward, 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 coward. coward. And then Corbin's like, all right, I'll fight you. Yeah. But I'm going to put the title on the line, because fuck it. Yeah, like, if I'm, if I'm going to have a match, nigga, I'm getting something out of it. Yeah. Like, out of all the times Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin abuses his power, this is not one of them. Yeah. And then, like, the funny thing is, the first thing he does is go, are you trying to get shipped off the SmackDown? Yeah. And then he's like, just kidding. But no, this is not a... He challenged me. Yeah, <laughs> like, he even he said it. Like, like, I just accepted his challenge. Yeah, like, fuck. Yeah. He's like, and at least people, since I'm not going to have a match anymore. Yeah, he's like, TLC. I'm going to win by forfeit, so I got to give the people a TLC match. Yeah, So he's like, congratulations. Your stupid-ass writing made Baron Corbin look like a babyface GM. Yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, this show's a fucking mess. So Charlie's like, you know, aren't you afraid Braun might show up there? You've heard the rumors, and... He's like, come on, Charlie. Where where'd you hear that? On the internet? Come on now. He's like, Braun's a one-armed man. I hate, I hate when they do this. My friend Mark. And stupid shit like that. On the internet. (laughs) And the worst part is like 95% of their shit now is on the internet. Yep. So what are you... Stop. It's not like the only fucking shows you do that people like are the ones you put on the internet. Yeah, it's like if it wasn't like if it wasn't 2018 and it was maybe like 90 something where like computers were like roughly new. I get the joke, but like it's been like 20 years since then. Like, get it together. The internet is ubiquitous, it's (laughs) everywhere. Yeah, like, get it together. That's it. The internet is in your pocket. Yep. 
We are on the internet right, right now. now. You're watching us on, on the, the internet. internet. <coughs> For God's sakes, my mom comes from a little poor town in DR. And now, in these days, she now has a smartphone. And she spends night. She has a smart TV. Dude. Like, look at what society has. Co- like, we. The internet, the internet is, is, the is literally everywhere. Yeah. You wake up and the internet is the first thing you see. Bobby Lashley versus Elias for TLC is now a ladder match with a guitar hanging in the area. This is basically a guitar and a pole match. I can't wait for Starcade this Sunday, man. It's going to be great. <sighs> Fucking WCW is the best promotion in the world. Welcome to WCWE. Heath Slater comes down to the ring. Michael Cole is shocked. He's like, is he going to ref this match? Let's no. think. Corbin said Slater had one match left to ref. Yep. This is the only match left. Yep. Kids, what do you think the match he's refing is? Uh, 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 WCW. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? This felt like a bad episode of Nitro. Here's the only thing that didn't feel like a bad episode of Nitro. The main event. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match for the Intercontinental Championship. This was really good. Yes. Rollins. Oh, I was just going to say I was watching it with Xavier, and I was like, there's no way they're just going to have like a quick 30-minute like TLC match. Like, there's, They fucking did it. Yeah. And it was okay. It was good. Yeah. So Rollins sends Corbin to the outside to start immediately, goes for a chair. Goes for a springboard, but Corbin stuffs him. He comes back, hits a flying clothesline. Corbin takes control with the chair. Seth gets sent to the barricade. Corey pesters Renee about her husband. She's she's so done with him. <laughs> she's so annoyed with him. Yeah, she's like, leave me and my husband alone. What we do in the confines of our bedroom <laughs> yeah. is between he, he and I. Yeah. But uh, Corey, Corbin suplexes Seth onto a ladder, does his quick escape, return, Larry's spot. I love that spot when he gets sent outside and then comes back in. Like he does it super quick. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, Corbin sends Seth outside, climbs the ladder, but Seth makes it back in. Yeah, the rope be dope. Yeah. He's like, you thought you got rid of me, but I'm back. Yep. Yeah. Seth goes for the curb stomp. Corbin dodges it. Go to a commercial. We come back from the break. Corbin with the wicked deep six. I love that move. Yo, the deep me. The deep you. <laughs> it's me when I'm deep in thought. That's what, that's what that movie. The deep six. You yes. You see me going like this. <laughs> <laughs> so Corbin gets sent into the chair into the corner. Then he's sent outside. Seth follows him with one. Tope Suicida. Two. Tope Suicida. Three. Tope Suicida. No. Corbin blocks that one. And then Uranagas him through the table. He's dead. <laughs> Everything. Fucking pieces of table. Yeah. <laughs> I am the table. <laughs> Corbin climbs it again. Seth comes back, hits him with a chair. He yeah. goes at Corbin on the ropes, yeah. but he accidentally hits Slater. As we all know, the ref shirt is a huge debuff to your stamina. Yeah. So yep. Heath is down now. He's like, oh. <laughs> I'm a referee. I die. Yeah. Like, if this motherfucker <laughs> ain't a wrestler, this thing is taking plenty of punches from Seth Rollins. What? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So Corbin goes for the end of days on the outside. Seth flips out and super kicks him. He goes up top. Frog splashes Corbin through the table on the outside. Yes. Seth climbs. He has the match won, but Slater's back up, and he grabs the ladder. He just looks at Seth like, yo, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I got to do this. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't. And he pushes and then, it over. Yeah. He goes and wakes Corbin. He's like, I love Heath Slater in this. Yeah. Because he's so clearly unhappy about it, but he's like, he gotta do it. it. He so hates it. Yeah. So he wakes Corbin up, like, come on, get in there, climb it. Corbin climbs, but Seth gets up, buckle bombs Corbin off the ladder, through a table in the corner. He looks at Slater like, you motherfucker. Slater's like, listen, dude, I'm sorry. Yep. But Seth super kicks him. Yep. Corbin gets curb stomped. Seth climbs the ladder. Before, the title. before Seth kicks him, right? Yeah. He looks like what everybody looks like on a Monday. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I don't like, want to do this. Like, I just, I I need money. That's why I'm here. <laughs> like, he, he Listen, just, only reason he looks I'm at here. Seth like, go ahead, kick me. <laughs> I <laughs> got no choice. I'm going to sleep, nigga, like... Damn, yo, like, <laughs> uh, poor fella. Yeah, Seth gets the title, wins the match. Good main event. Good main event. Yeah. Weird, but good main event. Yeah. Post match, Ambrose comes out, stares down Rollins. The show ends. That's it. That's it. Nails and fails. Nails and fails. Nails and fails. Ow, nails and fails. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I nailed my head on this goddamn pop filter. Goddamn, son. <laughs> Goddamn, son. I was a wicked punch. <laughs> now, the main event. I, I I couldn't tell you why they gave away a TLC match on free TV on the go-home show to that very pay-per-view, but they did it, and it was good. So whatever. It was good. I don't know if because I'm sick or what, but I had no, like, real nails and fails for the show. I was just like, what? Like, once I was done, I didn't, I just... I didn't believe that I watched this. Oh, my nails are scarce anyway, so. Like, I just, I can't explain to you my, my nails. Are, I, what? That that was what? my feeling about the show. Just what? Like, I just pretended that shit never happened. Like. No. Yeah. This week of, of, like, Raw was just, whoa. Very strange show. Very strange. Yeah, very strange. I mean, if you go back and watch it, you'll probably love that, that main event. But, like, other than that, you're just going to be like. I don't get it. I don't understand. Who booked this? Sh- that that. Oh my god! I forgot that was our gimmick. It was our gimmick. Yes, the good, the bad, the who booked this shit. Yep. This Raw was who booked, who this, booked shit. this shit. But Raw's always who booked this shit. My other nail is Heath Slater. It's always yes. good to see Heath Slater doing something because he's good. Yeah. And I like this new role of conflicted. Poor employee, which yep. I don't want to do the things I'm doing here, but I have to because I have to feed my family. I got to make money. I always like that gimmick because of the fact that it works good on him. He's very, he's somebody you can have sympathy for. He just has that face where you're like, poor guy never gets a goddamn break. Yeah, poor <laughs> like, fella. Every time he's got to remind motherfuckers that he's, he's like, even when he was a heel, I would just always be like, God damn it. God damn it. What are they doing with you? But nonetheless, what the fuck? 
Yep, we back. Turn it back to business. Let's go. All right. Uh, As far as fails go, I mean, most of the show. But in particular, fuck that opening promo. Like, I'm not going to reiterate what we talked about at the beginning of the show because we already covered it. But that opening promo sucked ass. Like, don't. Don't act like you're doing something because ah, we're at least acknowledging what's going on with the show. Cause all you did was two hor- try a fucking horrible shoot style promo, and then you didn't even fix the problems with the show. Like you did a bullshit match immediately after, and you did a bunch of bullshit all over the show. So. Thanks for telling me the show is bad. I don't need you to tell me the show is bad, WWE. I watch it, unfortunately. I know it's bad. What I need you to do is make it better. And having fake, bullshit, weak-ass shoot promos is not going to make it better. That's it. It's all for me. WWE is starting to feel like a landlord. I know you're looking at me like, what? What What the fuck is this? Where's that? Rent. No, I'm going to explain to you what I mean. If you ever lived in New York City, (laughs) these fucking slumlords, like, they get to a point where they, like, just stop fixing shit. And it's almost like they're just fucking waiting until the building falls apart so they can collect the insurance money. That's how I be feeling sometimes. That's how Vince McMahon is a fucking slumlord. (laughs) He's just waiting for all these wrestlers to just fall apart. (laughs) <laughs> Look at the injury list right now. Look at like the sick list right now. I mean, you can't blame the sick list on like, you know, Vince, but the injury list is like, bro, you're, you're overworking these guys, man. Give them a break. You know what he needs to read? What was the name of that book? About the, the pimps and the. Fucking book that uh, Dave Chappelle was talking about. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I forgot the name of it. He needs to read that book. Yeah, and learn about like every. I don't want to put it that way because they're not they're not a uh, whores. <laughs> Sex workers. Yeah. Every uh, wrestler that you got on your roster has a limit. Yeah. You feel me? Before they break and. You're breaking all of your toys before they even, you know, you got to learn how to just, just fix the stupid ass shit. Like Jimmy Jacobs went on Twitter after they, you know, after raw had the lowest rating again in history. And was just like, you know, writing a show for three hours is fucking hard every week. And it's like, I'm sure it is. Like, I don't doubt that it's hard. Don't doubt that at all. But you can do better than this. You have the talent. You have the, the, the funds. You can do better than this. It's never going to be perfect because it's, it's three hours and three hours is too yeah. long. But it can be better than this. Like, there's no excuse. Like, three hours being hard to write is not an excuse for all the logical plot holes in this show. See, where, where I say that, like, they have the capacity to do a three-hour show is because of the fact that they have so many goddamn people on their roster. It's like you have the ability to have a good three-hour show if you use different people. 
and you don't repeat, you don't, <clears throat> you can do like this storyline, this storyline, this storyline this week, and then skip it next week. You feel me? And then have the other storylines that keep going. But then that week you, you do that other feud and that's happening because you have other people on your roster. Then you can go the next week and not use the same group of people. You can play around with, like, you have so many people in your roster, you can move shit around, and they don't do it. But I've been saying this forever. It's like, I'm, I feel like sometimes, like, I'm wasting my, like, guys, just, there's ways that you can play with this and get a three-hour show that's half decent. And it's just, like, move your people around. You have all these people. Use them. It's SmackDown Live. Do it. From Las Vegas, Nevada. We got a little video presentation to kick off the show. Very 205-ish. I like it. Yep. It's pretty good. Yep. Then we have the WWE Champion, the new Daniel Bryan. He comes down to the ring. He milks those bulls for a moment, bringing in that heat yep. for speaking. He says, last week he came out and called all you people sheep. Sheep. And tonight, I want to apologize for that. Let me apologize. I want to apologize to the sheep. Because there's no such thing. Yeah, they don't deserve to be compared to these idiots. They don't destroy the earth with their consumption. There's no such thing as a carbon hoof print. There you go. I, I, I wanted to skip to that. But yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the people aren't sheep. They're, they're more like parasites because yeah. they take, take, and give nothing in return. Yep. Especially here in a place like Las Vegas. Vegas. Las Vegas. So you know, you people live vicariously through the old Daniel Bryan. Yep. Pete's point from last week. But like any parasite, you moved on to the next fickle field. Fickle! And now they reside in the house that AJ Styles built. Crowd chance for AJ. On the couch. In the house. Yes. That AJ Styles built. Yes, on the couch. Because they're parasites. Parasites. Being all Jericho, Bachwinkle type shit. Yep. So Brian points out, the, as the crowd chance for AJ, he points out that in fact he is the champion, not AJ Styles. He says at TLC, he will crush AJ's dream of being champion again, and the champ will remain the new Daniel Bryan. Fickle. Yeah. He <laughs> says, you know, I debate with my friend all the time about whether the people are just stupid or they willfully ignore what's going on. Stupidity is the deliberate cultivation of ignorance. What? Which, whoever wrote that needs to take that to Vince McMahon and do something about the other. Fuck it. What? I'm not going to do that again. But much like Las Vegas, you know, they're stupid. He's interrupted by Mustafa Ali. We got this, you know, announced yep. before SmackDown, so it was dope. But, you know, here we go. Ali's here. He's going to tell Brian, you know, I'm Mustafa Ali. Brian cuts him off. He's like, I know who you are. They might not know who you are. But I, but I know who you are. He invites him to the ring. He's like, you're a great performer. In fact, I see a lot of myself in you. And I want to give you some advice. We don't have to have this match tonight. Because... After we have this match, the people aren't going to care. They're too self-absorbed and stuck in their consumption and they're fickle. These fickle people don't deserve to see us. The amount of warts in this goddamn promo. Man. They were just like, fuck are you saying, bro? <laughs> and he knows so the fuck out of all of yep. them. It's like, you're just idiots. Yep. So Ali's like, what happened to you? Uh-huh. I mean... What happened to you, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, he said that so hurt. Like, like he was like, like, damn, homie. In high school, you was the man, man homie. homie. 
Fuck happening, you. you. I got the sickest vendetta. When yeah. they come with the cheddar, homie, you play with my paper. You gonna be my Beretta. Now, yeah. sure they think I'm a... Sorry, we got time. Let's go. Yeah. You know, Ali says, Brian, you inspired me to become a WWE superstar. All the guys on 205 Live, we look up to you. Yeah. You, you showed us that we can break through the glass ceiling and be great. He says, the old Daniel Bryan would want to fight. And that's what I want. I want to fight right now. And then the crowd was like, fight, fight. Yeah. It felt like a fucking... Yeah. It felt like we were in a lunchroom. Everyone was like, fight, 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 fight. So or Brian's, on the playground or some shit, yeah. Brian's like, what kind of car do you drive? And Ali's like, I drive an SUV. I don't know why that's important. And Brian's like, why would you drive such a car? And Ali's like, well, I have a wife and children, and we need to get around. And, uh-huh. and then Brian just slaps him. Slaps him right in the face. He's like, you're ignorant. Goes to slap him again, but Ali blocks it. Sends Brian to the outside, and the match is on as we go to commercial. Yeah. We come back from the break. Brian's working Ali over center ring. Kicks him. Ali makes his comeback and hits Brian with his own kicks. Slides outside, but Ali hits a baseball slide. He goes for a plunge, but Brian sidesteps and throws him into the post, and we go to another commercial. Like, you fucking what, man? What the fuck was that? But we got picture in picture. Yeah. 054, baby. Yeah. <laughs> My son, not me, I, I got to watch it after. Listen, they did a bunch of cool shit during the break, actually. By the way, I hope you know that during, when SmackDown was actually live, I was fucking dying. <laughs> I was in here dying. My mm-hmm. mom probably brought me some tea right now, which is why she was knocking. Yeah. She's probably like, I hear your ass dying. And they, <laughs> I'm over here like, F, F. <laughs> I'm all fucked up, bro. Yeah. But I was horrible during this. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. I was like, I was trying so hard because I, I, y'all, I love me some 205. Like, those guys are great. Every time, I just wanted to see my boy Ali shine. I was yeah. like, that's my boy. I was hyped as, as yeah. hell to see this. And then they pictured and pictured it when he did the fucking 054. It was this. I wanted to hear them, like, go Listen. absolute ape shit. Most of the cool shit Ali yeah. did was during the picture and picture because he did the top rope Spanish fly yeah. during picture and picture. That too, and I was like, let them, I want to hear them pop. Let them pop, man. So, at one point during this match, Corey's like, the new Daniel Bryan is woke, which I actually love that. Yeah. Just apart from the fact that, you know, Daniel Bryan actually knows what he's talking about. Woke people usually don't. But, Bryan does know what he's talking about. He's just being an absolute dick about it. So yep. I like it. He, he's pulling a punk. Yeah, so technically, he is woke. That boy woke right there. Yeah, he's trying to drop knowledge, but he's being a dick about it. Yep. So Brian goes for a back superplex. Ali flips out, starts his comeback. Brian tries to flip over him. Ali skirts around to hit his big springboard DDT for a two count. Then goes up for the 0-5-4, but Brian dodges it. Dodge! Dodge! He grabs Ali's left leg, rams it into the post. Hold that. Chop blocks him. Puts on the heel hook. Ali struggles, tries to escape, but he's got a tap. It was good. I loved it. I enjoyed this. Post-match gimmicks. Post-match gimmicks. So Ali, he's, he's headed up the ramp. Brian eventually just runs up and attacks him. Beats him down. Puts on the heel hook one more time. Then he celebrates with his title. There's this one little kid behind him. Yeah. He's like, fickle! Fickle! He's he's doing it. <laughs> How are you so charismatic that even as a heel, the kids are just like, 
I like that word. Fick off. He's too good. Too goddamn good. Too good. We read a rundown of the TLC card from the commentators. Corey calls Dean Ambrose the lunatic fringe because nuance and continuity don't exist here. The fringe, that is crazy. Yeah. They've already forgotten it. He's supposed to be sick of that. Yeah. Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio in a chairs match is official. That's one of the things, by the way. In the promo that he did on Raw, she calls him the lunatic fringe, and he flips the fuck out and says, never call me that again. It's, it's the same thing as his Brock Lesnar feud. He's trying to put over something completely different from what the rest of the company is trying to put over. Yep. Whatever. Rap battle. The bar against the Usos. The New Day come out in suits. Weird attire for a rap battle. And they're like broken suits. Yeah. Like, I think Kofi has like a, a freaking uh, crop top suit or something. Yeah. And, yeah. And fucking... Uh, Xavier Woods has like the no sleeves like Ryu looking suit. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, I, but I, it was funny. It, it, it was wasn't funny. it wasn't raw weird. Where raw was like what? Yeah, this was like good weird. This is like these fucking goofballs. Yeah, these guys are doing something silly. And Corey in commentary goes, "Is it Biggie's way?" Yeah, because he's the only one who actually had a regular suit on. Oh, Lord. So, Kofi, he welcomes us to the battle, introduces both teams. Yep. He warns them both, mainly the bar. Keep it clean. And we're off to go. Ice, ice, shame. Stop, collaborator, and listen. <laughs> so, basically, yes, the bar does, like, an even more terrible version of Ice, Ice, Baby. Yes. Ice, Ice, Shamey. Yes. And he calls... Cesaro Tony. Yes. Not supposed to do that. He doesn't have a first name anymore. Oh my god. He you heard that though, right? Yes. It's my boy Tony. And I'm like, Tony? Yeah. Don't call him that. Nobody's supposed to know that. Yeah, his name is Cesaro. That's yeah. it. And all like Cesaro, goddammit. He's like, no, I remember. He's Antonio Cesaro. Yes. When he had that great theme song. Yeah. I miss his song. Zivle! I miss it so much. Something about a dead fish. Yeah. <laughs> Zivle! So they do it, and then Cesaro at the end, he's like, Word to your mother. And drops the mic. Hold on, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Word to your mother. And then they do the bar when they drop it. Yeah. We are at the bar. And Seamus had a freaking Kango with like just a slit cut out for his mohawk. Yeah. Lol. It was, it was, Long, pretty, it was everything, cool. all of it. And they had the red, the red yeah. Adidas. They looked like straight up Ali G, yo. Like, it was yeah. hilarious. It was, whoever, whoever, probably New Day, if yeah. I have to imagine. But whoever decided to give them their outfits for the segment, it was fun. The problem is the crowd was like. The crowd wasn't really that into it. They didn't give a shit. Yeah. And I can see why. Like, I thought this was funny, but it was kind of silly and sophomoric and. But it's, it was all right. That, that's why I, like, I didn't hate it, but I can see why someone else would. I'm over here like, okay, so Joey Janela's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Ice Ice Shamey is, is, oh, that's boring. What? Nah, well, Joey Janela is great. I love Joey Janela. You like your dance breaks, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, people complain about the dance break all the time, and I don't get yeah. it. Like, I love the dance break. This I, shit I, is five seconds. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's funny. Yeah. It's a quick... 
And they, they usually put it at a specific spot where you need to like make the crowd like yeah. a little less serious. Yeah. And it, it, it never detracts from the show because they do it and then they leave. And that's it. Yeah, it's like, hi, bye, and it's mad quick. Yeah. So then everyone just goes, what was that? Okay, let's have a match. Yep. Huh. So, the Usos. Well, first, the New Day rates the bar's performance. E pretty much just holds up a picture of a trash can for the rating. He's like, trash. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna. That's what. That's all I'm gonna say about that. And he holds up the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Usos actually have a pretty good, decent, quick. The Usos once again go yeah. full URL with the yeah. shits. Yeah. yeah. All we needed is some damn Don DeMarco's and everything. Yeah. Like. And so. Da, 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 da. Yeah. They got full punchlines, full schemes. Yeah. Oh. And we needed a few of that, but the crowd was not having it. Yeah. Not having it. Hmm. My favorite bar was that one. Uh, Let me introduce you to my friend, the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. no. They were like, how do you break Cesaro's teeth with no knuckles? Yeah. Let me introduce you to, to my, my friend, the turnbuckle. I was like, low. <laughs> like, you can tell the Usos, like, legit watch battle rap. Yeah, it was so much fun. I had mad fun. Yeah. But it was like, the crowd was like, nope, don't care. Yeah. They didn't care. They not for the culture. Yeah. See, you gotta do this shit in New York, Chicago. Yeah. You gotta do this shit where hip hop is hip hop. Because we know out here, you can't copy respect. Yeah. Where were they at? Las Vegas. That's why I like it, man. Should have done that when you were. <coughs> <coughs> they would have done it on Raw, where they were on, in Cali. They would have got a little love. Yeah. California love. Literally. <laughs> we got Oscar in the back. Well, no, before that. The bar tries to attack him. Usos duck out, send them outside. New Day and the Usos face off. They're going to go at each other. But before they can go, the bar comes back in. They lay everyone out. The heel stands tall. Now we got Asuka in the back. It's all good. <laughs> she thought... This shit is wearing off now. <laughs> over here like... <laughs> Asuka says, I thought no one was ready for Asuka, but I was wrong. I made one mistake and Charlotte beat me. But at TLC... I will strike, I will climb, and I will win. I love the way she said, I made one mistake. Yeah. Like, I feel like somebody coached her, like, oh, this is the way you would say this. Yeah. Like, we would have just been like, oh, one mistake. One mistake. One mistake. We got the Miz in the ring. He's holding up the World Cup. He asked Shane McMahon to come down to the ring. Please, Shane, come to the ring. I got to talk to you. Then he's like, Shane, don't make me beg. But he ends up begging anyway. Like, please come down to the ring, gets on his knees. He's like, this is about more than a career. It's about life choices. And then what Shane was the line that he said when he got on his knee? What? I'm I'm not like blank, blank, blank. I'm I'm not too something to beg. Oh, I'm not too proud to beg. Or, I'll, or, I'll get on my knees. Or, or bend on, what was it? I'm not too something, something to bend the knee. Some weird shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be a, a pop culture reference, but I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch it either. But yeah, Shane does come out. Tom says, Miz abducted the trophy from Shane's office. To which Carter responds, you can't abduct the trophy, Phillips. Like, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. Like, so then Tom goes, he absconded with it then. And then Corey's like, absconded? <laughs> which is like, that's also correct. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, like, I get what Corey's is going for. Like, yeah. Who, who, who? <laughs> Did Vince write that for you? 
Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. They have good banter. Yeah. So Shane is like, why do you have the trophy, Miz? And then Miz is like, you won't return my calls, but you don't understand. We could be so good together. Don't you understand? You you told me if I interviewed Daniel Bryan last week, you'd owe me one. Shane's like, I never said that. Never said that. Can I make you laugh right quick? Yes. This entire plot story reminds me of Stan. Yes. <laughs> Try to understand that I do watch you as a fan. <laughs> he was like, Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's what he just said to Shane. Oh, my God. Uh, so Shane is like, listen, this thing with the trophy is getting really weird, all right? Miz is like, it's not about the trophy. It's about so much more than that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something that I've never told anyone. As a matter of fact, no. I'm going to show you. That's the part of the song where he's like, you're too good to write your friends. Yeah. <laughs> this will be the last package I, I ever send your ass. ass. <laughs> so Miz brings out a referee and Chip <laughs> and Chad, the Vegas boys. Yo, what, yo, Corey Graves hit it right on the head. There was this, the, the, the smaller dude. Uh, he looked like a chubby, balding Kevin Hart. Yeah. He goes, well, they got, uh, what was it, Academy Awards or whatever? Yeah, they got they got former Academy Awards host Kevin Hart. <laughs> or like, no, no, something like, oh, we got him to leave the Academy Awards. We got him to leave the Academy Awards, and now he's here in WWE. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. It was hilarious. Corey Grace, thank you. Because yeah. he looked just like, he looked like a, like a, you know, slightly balding. He looked like a, or worse for wear, Kevin Hart. Yeah. So Shane is like, what the hell is this? Miz gets on the apron. The Vegas boys jump from behind. That pisses him off. So he just beats them both up. Yep. Puts on the laziest triangle I've ever seen on the white dude and, and gets the submission victory. Wait, that bald dude was a fucking genius. Though. Yeah. I love that dude. That <laughs> dude is great. Uh, well, what is it this next segment? Nah, that bald dude. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Wait, what are you doing in the match? The tall bald dude. Oh, the tall one. I thought you meant the other one. Not Kevin Hart. The other yeah, one. Not Kevin. The other one. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> Did you see his tights? Fucking bootleg Bret Hart logo. It was. Yeah. Corey Graves can point out. Well, yeah. he, he's got Bret Hart's logo on his trunk. So. Yeah, I was like, actually, that's the logo from the game. It's one of like the first logos you see there. Yeah, I do check. Like one of the first miscellaneous logos. Fail. <laughs> so Paige is in the back after this match. She's yelling at the ref. She's like, you can't just ref matches without my consent, especially if the commissioner's involved. And the ref's like, Miz told me you said it was okay. Yeah. Then Chip and Chad approach Paige and they hand her an invoice. She's like, what's this? He's like, Miz, told us, Miz said that you would agree to pay us $5,000 each if we did this match. She's like, oh, $5,000? Okay, well, let me just take that. And then she rips it up. She's like, everyone out of my office. What office? You're in the backstage yeah. area. The crowd boos are like a little bit for this, which yeah. like, I if it were me, I'd have paid them. Then I would have fined Miz $10,000. Yep. That makes more sense. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, a baby face would be like, well, you guys did go out there and work. Yeah. It's not your fault. You didn't know. Yeah. It's not your fault. This idiot like called you and put you in a match. So you know what? I'm taking out his paycheck. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I'll Brent. be like, I'll be like, thanks guys, because this is coming straight out of Mrs. Paycheck. Yeah. Randy Orton comes down to the ring, grabs a chair and a mic. He's like, "There's nothing like a steel chair. They're built for comfort, but they have other uses, like sending a message." 
Roll the tape, says Randy. Why As, were the crowd cheering for this, by the way? I don't know. Because he does the RKO. Therefore, he's a baby face again. But like as he says, roll the tape. Yeah. The camera just zooms in on him for an uncomfortably long amount of time. <laughs> it's just showing him staring. Yeah. And then like ten seconds too late, they finally roll the tape. So they roll the clips of Randy Pilmanizing Ray and all that. You know what that reminds me of? Like, what? have you ever watched the news and like the guys like and then blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then blah 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 blah. And it's like, as we can see here in this in this clip, whatever. And he's waiting there, but they're having technical difficulties. Yeah. So it takes a second, and they finally get it. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. So Randy, he's like, I'm surprised that Ray is okay with having a chairs match on Sunday, given what you've seen me do in my career. Ray must think he'll get revenge, but you are and you will only ever be a victim. Says everyone's concerning themselves with the letters TLC. I am a victim. But Ray needs to only concern himself with the letters R K, oh hey look it's Rey Mysterio. He attacks Randy with a chair. <laughs> and you, go, should, you should see that's what you should have done. Yeah. Who's that jumping out the sky? R E Y Mysterio. Who? There he go. So he attacks Randy with a chair. Goes for the six one nine, but Randy escapes. Six one nine. And Ray stands tall. <laughs> we got the man. Yeah. Becky Lynch walking backstage. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> She's a, oh my gosh, she's officially my dad. <laughs> she's the man. Uh, she approaches, She well, Kayla approaches her. She's like, Becky Lynch is my father. <laughs> she's like, if, I, if Charlotte and Oscar take each other out tonight, will they give you an advantage on Sunday? Becky's like, well, I have to road test my face and head in one of the most dangerous matches in WWE against two of the very best opponents that I could possibly have in WWE. So, no, I don't have an advantage at all. Nope. But she loves it. Fighting against the odds is what she does. She says she'll be at ringside tonight scouting her competition. And come Sunday, the man will come around. Babyface. She's a babyface. Total babyface. Yeah. Because she's the man. I'm the man. The man. And this is the bar. We are the bar. <laughs> we don't just set the bar. We, we are, are the bar. bar. Jeff Hardy and Rusev versus Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. Here's one of those matches that you go to back to 2014 and tell yourself that this was happening. And you'd be like, what? No fucking way. First of all, only one of those guys is even in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in NXT. So what the fuck are you talking NXT. about? <laughs> NXT. Yeah. Like it was that was that was bonkers though. Like I actually enjoyed this match. For a bit. That was a good match. It was, it was a fun it little match. Okay. Yeah. The bell rings, but before they can actually wrestle, they're interrupted by a fabulous truth. Dad's break. So they they they, they, they started all wrong. Yeah. Like Carmela started dancing way before the music even tried to. Yeah. And then by the point that it started, like her dance moves were off. It was yeah. <laughs> Tom. For the first time, Tom is not with it. Yeah. He's like, don't they need to prepare for the mixed match challenge later? They're in the semifinals. <laughs> and then fucking our truth when he's done, he goes, proceed. Yeah, proceed. <laughs> he didn't just proceed. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. So the heels attack to start to take advantage of that. 
Joe takes Jeff outside, throws him into the barricade. We go to a break. Come back. Joe tags Nakamura. The heels work Jeff over. Jeff tries to fight back. Gets a comeback. Joe throws him back into the corner. It's the back elbow enziguri combo for a two count. Nakamura comes back in. Hits a high knee on Jeff in the corner for a two. <laughs> a high, high knee. knee. The booty man. <laughs> he ruined that move for yeah. me forever. Joe's back in. He works Jeff with the surfboard. Surfboard. <laughs> Jeff fights up. Tries to twist the feint. Joe shoves him into the corner where Jeff goes up. Hits Whisper in the wind for the double down. The crowd chants for Rusev Day. This is the most over he's been in weeks. Yo, I was going to say that, like, out of everybody the entire night, why the fuck was Rusev so fucking over? It's like they suddenly remembered, wait a minute, we we, we liked that a while ago. Yeah, and you know what it is, though? His, I'm going to tell you what it is. Rusev is such a good fucking performer. He's great. There's no fucking way that when you see him perform that you don't acknowledge how good he fucking is. Go back and watch that match. Tell me he's not the highlight of the entire match. In a match with Nakamura, Jeff Hardy, and Randy... Wait, Randy Orton? Yeah. Nakamura, Hardy, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Fuck. <laughs> Why did, that's how good Rusev was. <laughs> I forgot. Who the I was like, was who's match? Joe? Like, And we love Samoa Joe in this. Yeah, we, I'm like the Samoa Joe guy. And I forgot he was even in the match. Rusev, he just looked amazing in this match. He was so quick, so agile, so powerful. He, why use him in the right way? He hits his hot tag, big clothesline, followaway slam, spinning heel kick, all the all the great stuff. Rusev sets up. Nakamura blocks, comes out of the suplex, goes for two kicks. Rusev dodges both, lands a kick of his own. Joe runs in, but Jeff is twist the fate, sends him outside. Rusev goes for the accolade. Nakamura reverses, goes for the Kinshasa. But Rusev smacks him with the Machka kick for the win. And then it's like, this is why he's getting the loudest ovation in the fucking match. How Rusev is did. how do you this man? He's great. Shane and Miz in the back. Shane comes up to him. He's like, listen, you are you have crossed the line with this, all right? You're going too far with all this nonsense. And Miz is like, you know what? You're right. I am going too far. But I'm not going to apologize because we're the best in the world, all right? Oh, Lord. Miz is like, with everything I've accomplished in my career, I've main event at WrestleMania, I've done movies, I've done it all, but I've never been considered the best in the world. So you please be with me on this. What I remember is he goes... Because when I'm with you, it's the only time anybody considers me the best in the world. Yeah. And then he looks at him with puppy dog ass eyes. And I was like, oh, fuck. How the fuck do I feel sympathy for this fucker? I've exactly. never felt sympathy for him ever in my life. Like, I'm probably thinking too much into it because it's WWE. Yeah. But with the Miz character, yeah, the way the, way the Miz character has been for the last, like... <coughs> Since he main evented WrestleMania, yeah. he's had this inferiority complex. Yeah. Always. So it makes perfect sense that he would be like, he he gets to be the best in the world, so he latches onto that because no one has ever considered him that. Yep. No one has ever said that to him. Like everyone always says, Well, yeah, sure, you're a star, but you suck. Even Daniel Bryan, you wrestled like a coward. 
you know, you wrestled safe, you're boring, you suck. And you shouldn't feel that way, all right, people? Because when you wrestle safe, you have a long career. Yeah, like Miz says, dude never gets injured. Yep. Even though he has, but not, never nothing serious. Yeah, never nothing. Like, he's never missed significant amounts of time. Cause, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Tevin, look. It's British Sam Roberts. <laughs> it's British Black Sam Roberts. Yeah. But up next, we got a five-star Lars video package. Five-star Lars. Yeah, we had the same one on Raw. Yeah. But we didn't talk about it because we didn't have time. Yeah, he, you know, he's like, what, what do you say? This? So now he's lurking, the fucker. Yeah, he's the freak is lurking. So now, first he was a freak, downhill slope. Now he's lurking, downhill slope. Now he's, well, see, I wasn't too mad about the big words because he actually always talks like this on NXT. Yeah. But it's still like, it was more big words than he usually big words. Yeah. It was too. It was very Vincey. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it because at least they're making him look important right now. What was it? The actions that happen or that oh, the occurrence will be minor occurrences compared to the. Yeah, what bye, happens bye, bye. at TLC will be a minor occurrence compared to what I... I, dickhead, bullshit, catastrophic, yeah. blah, 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 big words, I don't care. It's it's silly. I don't mind, though. As long yeah. as they're, they're treating the motherfucker like he's a star, it's good. So And you know they're not going to keep doing that, so I'll take all I can get it. Every damn, damn near everybody from, from NXT, when, when they first start off, they're like, he's the best thing since life's bread. Finally gets there, they do shit with him. <laughs> like the only one that I can say they actually did something with, like legit, was Nakamura. And even him, look at him. Kayla and AJ backstage. Punching niggas in the dick. <laughs> the dick. <laughs> she asks if AJ, if he's prepared for TLC after all the damage Brian has done to him. AJ's like, well, I've been freaking biting my time. Because <laughs> if I beat Daniel Bryan up, I won't be able to face him at TLC on Sunday. The way he says Daniel Bryan kills him. <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> He's like, we're not seeing the new Daniel Bryan. We're seeing the real Daniel Bryan. Yep. And there can only be one AJ Styles. And I'm going to freaking beat him on Sunday. Yo, no lie. Why that dude look like Lonzo? He does. <laughs> Kayla's Sorry. everywhere on this show. <laughs> yeah. She interviews Charlotte. She asked about preparing for Oscar tonight. Charlotte says, Oscar said she was going to break me, but the queen doesn't break. She just breaks undefeated streaks. Tonight, she's going to show the man and the empress who the queen is, and she'll make them all bow down. Bow down to the queen. Then she woos so hard that Kayla just like, like, all right. You you broke Kayla. (laughs) She wooed so hard, she broke the shit out. Yo, Kayla just, you're. (laughs) Poor Kayla. (laughs) That's why I feel like she had headsets in. Yeah, she probably well, they, well, they probably do because they got to get uh, you know. She like woo, and she was just like, yeah. <laughs> ah, why you do that to me? You broke Kayla. <laughs> oh, you can't even. For those of you podcast listeners, I I was trying to open my eyes really wide, but I had sunglasses on anyway, so not even the people in the fucking. No one sees. Yeah. <laughs> Main event: Oscar versus Charlotte, a WrestleMania rematch. Yeah. So Charlotte, she goes for a big boot to start. Asuka sidesteps, sends her to the ropes. She goes for the hip attack, but Charlotte catches her. Asuka ducks out, goes for a leg hold, but Charlotte escapes. She chops away at Asuka, but she ducks out, hits Charlotte with a German suplex, and then goes for the hip attack one more time. 
But Charlotte dodges it again and gives her a boot. She goes up for the moonsault. Asuka gets the knees up, pops her into the Asuka lock. But Charlotte gets up and drives it down. But Asuka puts the Asuka lock right back on. So Charlotte keeps her arm up so she can't fully lock it in. So that she makes the ropes and we go to commercial. We come back from the break. Asuka has Charlotte in an octopus stretch. Charlotte escapes it. Asuka transitions into an arm bar, then a triangle. Though Charlotte is able to pull away and pull her up for a power bomb. That gets the two count. God, my voice is going. Yeah. <laughs> Becky looks Hey, on. listen, I started I started with my shit like all fucked up, so yeah. it's fine. Fatigue. Hey, you, 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 you need something? You want some tussle? Nah, it's just fatigue. <laughs> Becky looks on. Both women struggle. <laughs> Both Yo, women struggle to repeat. I'm dying. I, no, I went full. I went full black. I said, "I was like, hey, you need some tussing. You need some tussing. <laughs> Roll with tussing." So Oscar goes for a cover. Charlotte rolls back, puts on the figure yeah. eight. Oscar struggles but reverses the hold, forces Charlotte to break it. Oscar goes to work on the left leg. She takes Oscar to the corner, rams her leg into the post before coming back, covering. She goes for the figure eight one more time, but Oscar cradles her, gets a two count. Charlotte lays into her with chops, but Asuka catches and snap mirrors her, follows it with a penalty kick. Asuka goes off the ropes. Charlotte follows, goes for a spear, but Asuka catches her with a code breaker for the two count. That was cool. Asuka hits some kicks. Charlotte blocks the buzzsaw. Asuka makes her pay with the elbows, then hits her with the Kawada kicks. And Corey calls them the Kawada kicks. I love that segment right there. I'm very just, happy with that. He, she's touring with... I feel like... See, I went full Nigel. <laughs> See what I'm telling you? Like, I, like that's something Nigel would have pointed out. Yeah. She's toying with him. Yeah, she's using those Kawada kicks. Playing with her. Yeah. The four pillars of All Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Kawada, Misawa, Kobashi, and Tao. Taui. But uh, Asuka goes off the ropes. Charlotte comes back, hits a huge spear for a two count. Charlotte goes for one more moonsault, but Asuka gets the legs up. Charlotte scouts that, goes for the figure eight, but Asuka rolls through, puts on the Asuka lock. Yeah. So she's got it on. They roll all the way out of the ring. So that's where it breaks. And then Charlotte goes under, grabs a kendo stick, hits Asuka with it, and that causes a DQ. Yep. Boo. Then uh, Becky gets up and just laughs and like looks at it like, you dumbass. Dummy, you lost again. Yeah, and now look at you. Now you're fucking... You're like, yeah, get what was it she said? Anything to get the job done, blah, 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 or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was, like, trolling her, like, you know, like. Yeah. And then she's, like, she grabs, like, the, the candlestick, and she, like, swipes the shit out of fucking Becky's knees. Yeah. So she beat the shit out of Oscar with the candlestick for a bit. Yeah. Then she looks at, at, at Becky, like, oh, you bitch. And then turns around, grabs the fucking candlestick, and just swings at the legs, and then boom. Becky drops the title, drops down. She goes back to Asuka, but then what happens with Asuka? Well, Becky gets involved now. She comes in, attacks well, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. And then she's the one now. Yeah. But then Asuka gets up yep. and destroys them both. Yep. And then she's there's this cool view that they got, like right at the end, where she's like straight up enter Sandman with holding up the stick. Yeah. You know what I'm talking what about? she needed was a beer. Yeah, and then, like, right under her, like, right, literally, because she's standing on top of the the announcer's table. So, right under her feet is Becky. So, all you see is her hair, like, draping over the edge of the, the table. And then on the ground, laid out, you see Charlotte. And then Asuka's there with her fucking candlestick in hand, just standing there looking like the biggest badass on God's green earth. And I was like, 
Yes. All of this. Yes. All of it. It was a good ending to this. Like, I hated the finish of the actual match just because. Eh. It should have. Oscar should have won that. Yeah. But, like, in the end, they made her look strong. It was yeah, a yeah. good ending segment. So, at the end, they made her look like fucking sad, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I ain't going to be for it. Plus, <laughs> the match was really yeah. good. They made her look like a fucking straight up savage. All she needed was a cigarette and a beer. Like, she made yeah. her look like a fucking beast. Like, that would have looked very like New Japan, though. Hey. Like, that would have had a very New Japan... Because that's, like, currently, like... They're into, like, making motherfuckers look like anime characters and shit. Hey, I'm with it. The more anime WWE can be, the better. You know, they would be like, oh, this is very Cowboy Bebop. Just boom. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck, why? Stop doing that. <laughs> WWE wishes it was as good as, as, good as Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It should be. It, it won't, because they're going to keep trying to appease the really, really, really crappy... Uh, what do you call it? A lot of the reasons that they stopped doing a lot of things is because of a lot of the sponsors I found out, like certain things that they can't do anymore. Like the biggest reason for like not having intergender matches is because Mattel is like they don't want to see guy on girl violence. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I know that. Yeah. And I was like, sometimes well, yeah, sometimes the woman can fucking beat the shit out of the dude. Like they so did let it rock. They did uh like the Ellsworth versus Becky match was a perfect way of WWE doing an intergender match because Oscar. Nah, it was Becky. It was Becky. Yeah, I think did Oscar wrestle? Oscar might have wrestled him, but I the feel one like Oscar wrestled him. She might have, but the one I'm thinking of was Becky because Becky did wrestle him. Yeah, all right. But I still feel like Oscar wrestled him and like beat the shit out of him. She might have. She might have. But like, and it probably was this way with uh, Oscar too. But like when they wrestled him. He just did, you know, tried to do moves on them, but they cut him off and then beat his ass. And that's how you can do it in a gender match. Well, you find it. I'm just going to. Most of the show is a nail. I like most everything on the show. It was a solid show. Uh, I don't really have a major fail, but this Charlotte thing, man, it's, it's fucking weird. It's really weird. Either she's it. a baby face or she's a heel. July 3rd. July 3rd? Okay. Yeah, that, that, that timeline makes sense because that's when they were feuding over the title. And yeah, it came back. So yeah, that makes sense. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but the, the Charlotte thing. Let me talk about the Charlotte thing. It fuck. Either she's a badass, driven, pissed off baby face or she's a heel who backs out and tries to beat the shit out of her opponent when she can't win the match straight up. You can't do both. She has to be a heel. She should be a heel at this point. Because <laughs> at this point, Oscar's a baby yeah, face. I remember everything now. This is when he had the shirt that said, no one is ready for Ells Ellsworth. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. No one is ready for Ellsworth. I remember all of that. Yeah. But at this point, Oscar's a baby face. Becky's a baby face. And Charlotte is just in this weird place where she's supposed to be a baby face, but they have her doing this weird heel shit. And it's because they want her to remain over while she's still feuding with Becky because they know what she was doing before won't work, but just fucking turn her heel. Let me tell you something. This is the way they should have started it, where they're both badass baby faces, but then they should have just turned Charlotte heel. 
And then that should have been the end of it. It's, it's, it's weird. I don't know what it is. Then you can prep for Asuka versus Becky. But they don't give a shit. And then you could have had Asuka turn heel. Yeah, that would work. Asuka, but they don't. Because then she wouldn't have to talk at all. It'd just get heat. We'll, we'll see what happens Sunday. And they've done very well with building, rebuilding Asuka throughout this feud. She could just like legit speak Japanese the entire time and have people pissed off. <laughs> like, but I, I, she knows how to do that. She's yeah. great at that. This, these xenophobic just, ass fans. Yeah, sure. They could. She always, because I remember, wait, did she do it in NXT? What? Where she made us feel like she was like turning full blown heel at one point with Ember. They were doing a slow burn yeah. there, but then. And I was like, ooh, I don't like her. <laughs> and I was like, but then she got called up. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> so, oh, okay, yeah. I like her. <laughs> yeah, so that so they had to like reroute her and turn her face yeah. for the end. Well, not not turn her because she never fully turned heel. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but that was it was looking that way though. Yeah, she was she was going to turn for sure, and it would have been great. Yeah, but you know that's that that's SmackDown. Yep. Got anything else? To- I wish the crowd would have fucking. Cheered for my boys. They tried. I, I feel like they were really good. They tried. Uh, they did good with uh with Mustafa. He did good. He looked like a a yeah. a good up and coming star. Other than like what you said, and I actually touched on while you were talking about, like that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. That is SmackDown. Did I? What, what, what can I say that you didn't? Uh, no. I like the the Miz thing. I like that they make him feel so sympathetic. Because I never would have thought. Yeah, I don't and, know. Because once they told us, like, okay, this was gonna happen, Shane's turning heel, Miz turning face. I was like, eh, I don't see that happening. And it's looking right right now. So I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. If 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 that if this is the way they're gonna get to that, then I'll take that. But, you know, that was SmackDown. We have been the Banter Club. We are out of here. We love uh, it. Yeah, our, what are we going to do for the... We're going to just do audio for the Triple H Yeah, we're going to have to just bang out audio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, catch us on audio on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on damn near everywhere podcasts are found. And check us out, and we're going to... Do the Triple H Hour exclusively on audio. So, I've been the Angel of Death 6XL. He's been totally one TJ the Great. Good fight. Good Good night. night.